Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast with Melanie Dawn and Tanya Ryan. Hi, and welcome back. We've got the Wild Sky Sisters with us today. Today, you just have me, Melanie Dawn, and Ange and Tamara, uh, both of Wild Sky. So these are, without a doubt, my favorite astrologers, and you'll hear me talk about them often, as well as Tanya. And um, I know Tanya's heartbroken about not being here today because her newfound passion is astrology. So she definitely will will have to have you guys back on or have you guys visit with her for sure. But um, I wanted to get you guys in early in the year so that we could, and, and I was like, before we hopped on, I was saying like tell me all the things that are going to happen like is my life going to get turned upside down and then she said that um she's not really into predictions but more into preparation so they're going to help us with uh preparing for what's coming and, and what they see and um i'm so excited to hear so welcome and and tamara i'm not sure which one of you wants to go first and um kick off my big ask of what does 2023 look like? And um, if you won't tell me, then how do I prepare? (laughs) Well, I said when we were talking before this, uh, I promise nothing. And I think that that is one of the, the downsides or what might turn people off of astrology is it's like when we say, oh, this energy is only this way or you know, we use the word transit chasing, we know that a transit's coming, and it might have an effect on us. But the way that I've learned astrology, and through living through transits, some big ones that are like, some people never have them in their life. We don't really know how it's going to express. And we don't whenever we think we know, Mm. it comes through in a different way. And and so 2023, to me, is deeply going to be about trust, is deeply going to be about devotion, Mm. is deepening our faith and maybe going to test what we do believe in. That'll be a question that will be a big theme. What do I believe? And I think one of the biggest pieces, there's so much abundance and growth coming for people who are open and willing And I think that we're going to see some big uh, starts to some change to do with technology, uh, maybe some social control, which I know is a kind of a debated topic. And I think we have a lot of change coming our way, but I feel like 2023 is going to be easier, not super easy, but more ease than the last two years. Um, when you say social control, what does that mean? I know I have my, like, I firmly proudly wear my tinfoil hat. Um, what, <laughs> so what does that look like in, in the form of social control? Is that like the news well, outlets or government or the people? And- We have Pluto going from Capricorn, which Capricorn is kind of representative of government and structures. So Pluto's transit from 2008 has been bringing about change, has been bringing about the destruction of the structures that are no longer working. And it's Mm -hmm. going to go into Aquarius, which is about social and collective 
uh, change. And there is some radical pieces to Aquarius, but we're already seeing the social control, right? In the news, we're hearing about people being shadow banned or, uh, you know, the Twitter files. People are not, uh, we're, we're learning that Twitter and the government were in cahoots together and only releasing what they wanted. So when I say social control, Aquarius energy can have energy of tracking or not tracking, sorry, um, the best for the collective. Aquarius can be about technology and science. And so we're already seeing like social, a social credit system that, you know, there's already some rumblings and talkings about that. And that could be what Pluto in Aquarius brings us. I've also been seeing some like crazy AI stuff too, that I find like incredibly frightening. Um, but, uh, I, cause I was like, oh, here's like the, um, the, the, the jokes on us. I'm like, we're the robots like operating from all this programming as children. So I was like, oh, this is what it is. And now I'm hearing like about all this AI and even the big, um, uh, I don't know if you're on Instagram, you saw everyone start to change their face. And I was like, is this where we start to want to look like you know, filters are a thing. Most people are kind of like, yeah, that's a filter this, but we really got into this AI thing where you're like taking on a different personality, a different energy. And I was thinking, I can see this not turning out so great. And that's like AI to me is just a tidbit scary, but I'm, I, I'm reluctant to, I'm a human being, I'm reluctant to change. So I'm open to um, things, but we actually have here in Calgary, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. We have a, a casino that has a robot server. <laughs> like, it's, I'm like, I never thought in my life I'd see that. And like the strides that we're making. And another thing that I, I'm thinking about too, is you're talking about change. And um, you said something that made me think about whenever we have a great, uh, like a grievance with the bigger picture, there's a, a big majority of people say it'll never change. And now I heard you saying it's going to change. So that's what I was thinking. I was like, every time I say, Oh, I don't like this. Yeah. But it'll never change. Like that's always there. Like it doesn't matter who's in charge, who's in governance. It'll never change. That's a, that's a lot of people's belief system. So that's interesting to, to see that that is working in the stars also, because it, it does seem like that. I don't believe that though. I do believe that things make changes. I do believe that that's just a belief system that we keep sticking to, even though it's mirrored back to us that it's not true. Yeah. If it's going to make a change, it'll be in the next two years or so that we'll really see the shift of governments and and the way that we've always come to things like that Capricorn piece, really Capricorn's like a pyramid of structure, right? Where somebody's at the top and, um, and Aquarius is more like a circle. So it's like where everybody is sitting within leadership. Everyone's a leader. Everyone's a, a part of the collective. And so that shift that's going to happen, I mean, Pluto has already been close enough that it's starting to happen. And we've seen experimentation of this, even with zoom, like take zoom from a boardroom, a boardroom, someone sitting at the head of the table, you know, who is the one who is leading, right? You know, the power dynamics of it. 
And then you enter like a Zoom call and everyone's just these tiny squares and everyone has the same space on Zoom. So that is kind of the shift from um, Capricorn to Aquarius. And Saturn's been through here for the last two years, helping us get ready, seeing experimentation in AI, in robot servers, in, you know, technology and whether we put that in us or on us, you know, it's like we've been experimenting. Oh, there's someone at my door, I guess. <laughs> Random. Um, and I was just going to talk about how Leo might bring the heart back into it, though. If you want to talk about Venus this summer, and I'll go. Yeah, someone's yeah. here. So someone's at the door. We gotta go. <laughs> Oh my goodness. And I was just thinking about, so one of the ways that, that AI, you know, the, the app that you give your photos, they get the rights to your photos. They actually have the rights. And this is the piece where everyone is up in arms about this. Facebook is the same thing. So actually they've been stealing photos and using them for um, advertisements and, and different pieces. And so the, the insidu in, insidious, side of all of that is is really interesting to contemplate and when the way me and Tamara teach astrology is through the sister signs right we're sisters so it it makes some sense Leo is opposite of Aquarius and Aquarius is about the collective it's about what we bring to the groups we're a part of and Leo is about the heart it's about our individual creativity and I, and I have a Leo moon. So also like the erotic creative energy that's inside of all of us. So Pluto and, and some of the energy this year is going to deeply be about Leo. We have Venus spending or, uh, June to October in Leo. And so our creative pursuits, what brings us expression, like how we express ourselves and also how we're appreciated and admired. We're going to see a lot of people wanting to be admired and appreciated this year. Uh, Leo energy is about being this proud, brave leader. And so how can we do that? How can we step into our own creative expressions and bring that to the groups we're a part of? And, you know, I was, I was triggered today by seeing someone saying, uh, you know, we need to step up and, and be in our muchness, which is true. That's true, right? Aquarius is like, but how can we all be in our muchness at the same time? How do we step on someone's toes? And I've been thinking about this through the, the lens of my daughter, who is this really fiery, strong, independent little girl. She's only, she just turned eight. But sometimes if she's stepping into her muchness, she casts a shadow over other people. And so there is the back and forth. There is the, um, we have to think about the way that we come to spaces that is inclusive, but also taking care of ourselves first and foremost. And that isn't always easy. That is a fine balance. And that's how me and Tamara teach astrology is it's about the duality. It's about the polarity. We have to honor both sides of that. Both things exist. And it's really, it can be really, really difficult to shine and then also support other people shining as well. And even for me, like, uh, when I feel like I've done something really big and brave and I've taken up a lot of space, 
the rebound effect of that is massive. So I think you, you're even in your muchness, you then go back into this contracted state of uh, germination again. Uh, I, I gotta tell you guys, of our houses for sale. And I was just learning about the uh, germination period of manifestation and the, the carpet stretcher guy was here. So then I vacuumed after and I left it, but I wasn't done. And we had a showing that night and I came back and it was completely dead, not never to be revived again. And I was like, cause when he was here, I was like, Oh, I need to get a new vacuum germination period. Boom. Like that. My son's playing his music. I'm going to have to text him. But um, then after, right after I was like, I'm going to be a multimillionaire. And I'm waiting, 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 still waiting. What's the germination period on this? But yeah, there is like, um, uh, it was Bob Proctor who actually said this. Every thought is a seed and it'll eventually germinate in some way in somewhere as long as it's well taken care of. So I thought that was cool, but I've had the rebound effect of being too much and then having to contract into almost a grief-like space. I'm going to text him now. But death and rebirth cycle is so alive with this shift too. And that we need the liminal space between in order to even cultivate what is coming next, you know, and to truly die to the last piece before what can come can actually enter our lives. And this, this is a really good conversation for right now in the year, because this period until March is really a time of letting finishing up completions um, you know, we've all had this Mars retrograde, Mercury retrograde stories that have been happening for a couple of months with Mars. It's been more like four months now. And so it's like the next two months are really about completion and how can we get and, and get clarity for where we're going, call back our resources in. I mean, the time over Christmas was so muddled for so many, very like not your normal start to a, a new year, right? Everyone you heard was like, I'm not going to set intentions this year. Like, because there was two planets retrograde, it was not a time to be outward. Now things are starting to station direct and we're starting to get that forward motion. But the seed that is being planted will be planted in March. March has two new moons in Aries back to back which is very rare, very, very, very rare. And Jupiter is in Aries expanding our intentions. So the spring, this between the spring equinox and April 19th, it's like plant, plant everything that you want to see in the next 10 years, you know, then, you know, and, and really like with that Aquarian energy that's coming in, what is the vision for the world that we want to create? How do we want to contribute to that world? Venus and Leo over the summer can help us to cultivate our individual gifts of how we can bring it to that world. But in March, be thinking about like how and what do I really want to cultivate? And I can't, I can't keep doing the same thing I've always been doing. So I need to let, what do I need to let die during Pisces season? It should always be, what do I need to let die so that something new can come, come airy season. And I think that this March is going to be Unlike anything we've seen, we don't know yet what it will be, but having two of the outer planets, Pluto and Saturn, both change signs in March is so freaking rare. <laughs> They're both moving into transpersonal signs, Aquarius and Pisces. These are signs that are more about the collective. They're broader in their vision. There is 
there's an energy that is starting to come that we're all kind of feeling, but it's like muddled right now. And I don't think we'll have clarity on it until it happens. And I think it'll be a glimpse of what's coming like, you know, 2027, 2030. We just get a glimpse this summer uh, or spring, I guess. March 23rd is when Pluto moves. March 7th, Saturn moves. These are like, I just think the whole month of March is going to be like, what, what? What? I think that that could actually happen. What? Like I dreamed or I, you know, hoped or I, you know, but it's, it's truly like, we're starting to see the, the newness come in. Mm, That sounds crazy. I'm excited because that's my birthday month, but wow. That's wild. When you say like plant the intentions of, of what you want for the next, like, what is it? Seven to 10 years make sure that those are what you want and you're not like just focusing on what you don't want. Cause I think that that's where we default to all the time is we know what we don't want, but we don't know what we want. And I think getting clear on that for January, February would be some of the biggest things that we could do. And I'm going to work on that because I feel like I'm, well, we are human beings. I'm not unique in any way even with this move is bringing up all the what ifs, what ifs, all my what ifs are towards the negative, every single one of them, unless I consciously choose what's the best possible outcome. And I think that um, rewiring our consciousness to actually be conscious (laughs) is going to be one of the best things that we can do for ourselves, especially if that is coming in March and new moons in the same sign in March, two of them. Wow. And, and how, and they're both like really wild points too. It's at zero degrees okay. is the spring equinox new moon. So the, the new moon falls with the spring equinox. So it's like brand, brand new at the oh zero degree point. And then the, there's a new moon solar eclipse at 29 degrees of Aries. So this is a karmic point. It's a completion degree point for Aries and it's going to be in a square to Pluto. So that April 19th eclipse is going to be and it's the first set of eclipses in Aries and Libra. So this is really relationship oriented. And it's like, we're breaking up with codependency next year or this year. Good. coming. Good. <laughs> and where you're still codependent, where you're still trying to do stuff for others, you're going to feel that. And it's like, you got to focus on what can you do again? Like with the balance of we're not self-centered, we're centered in self. Hmm. Yeah. What can you do for you that is interdependent? We're interdependent beings. We don't need to be codependent. We rely on one another. Absolutely. We need community. Absolutely. But where you see overreach, like even more, let's go like governmental, right? Yeah. Where there's overreach and that kind of stuff, it will have those kinds of relationships really changing. And we are the microcosm. So our relationships with, with everybody that we're in deep intimacy with will be shifting and changing. Yeah. Accountability is one word that keeps coming up, I think is like the biggest thing for most people right now. And, um, is self-accountability. What can I do? What can I change instead of that? Well, it'll never change is how can I change in order to create the butterfly effect? Cause we don't know. We haven't studied enough, but if you close your eyes and you can feel, um, where things are inside the room without knowing where they are inside the room, you know, that your energy is also having that same effect. You just don't know how far. So I always like to think about that. What can I change and what can I do when it comes to this? Are we going to have a good summer? 
after this wild spring, what is summer looking like? I feel like there's going to be so much focus on relationship and how we're relating to others. And I do feel like we have Venus spending from June until October in the sign of Leo. And Leo is very creative. It's very childlike. It's very playful. So there could be a lot of that energy. We have Jupiter going into Taurus, which is about love and beauty. And Taurus is ruled by Venus, which is in Leo. But I think we're going to have a little bit of drama. I think that there will be an essence of how do I come to, how do I get my needs for attention met? How do I receive love? Receiving love is one of the hardest things to do. And this is something that's been a deep exploration for me since finding out I had a Leo moon, the moon being our innermost core. And one of the things that I do is when I get upset about something, I let myself have some drama. I let myself have a tantrum. I set a timer. I go down the rabbit hole of like looking on somebody else's social media that I'm feeling jealous about. I go there and then I honor and say, this is not serving my highest self. And I'm ready to release this story and allowing that part of my shadow to come up gives me, and, and I can see it with my eight-year-old daughter. She is the same moon as me. This is an ancestral wound. I can see it with my daughter. When we don't honor our needs, when we give to somebody else, when we don't get that attention met, then we're going to look for it in negative ways. Who, who wasn't a, a teenage girl that looked for attention in ways that maybe weren't uh, the most productive? I still do. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I still will catch myself and it's, it's much more rare, but it is like, you know, the result of this, you know, the internal chaos and fluctuations of this. And there are times like I was telling Ange before you got on town that, um, I was really feeling down and drained today. Do you know what is the, uh, like what criticizes this every single day is when I sit in or lay in bed on my phone. If I don't get up and get going right away, if I spend more than, and this is going to sound like a lot, but guys, please like check your own times before you check mine. But <laughs> for, for, if I spend more than 30 minutes and that's like at a low stage, uh, on my phone in my bed. I start to get a headache and I know this and I still don't do anything about it. And then the rest of my day is absolute shit. And it's like, it, I know I should not start my days like that. I even keep my phone locked away, put in a drawer somewhere. I have to go fetch it and I have to get back in my bed and I will still choose it. And it's like, all right, well, I just decided to rip this day. <laughs> I call it, I call it doom scrolling. Yeah. And there is, I have, I've written a poem on this about how I have looked for and, and searched out on social media, the, the ways I don't fit in, or I don't belong or, or how I'm not good enough. Right. And honoring that and, and setting a timer and allowing myself the space to like go into that. That's a product of technology, right? We didn't have that before. So this technology science, wonderful, great. Like there is important advancements we've made and we have to be aware of the ethical consequences and that's a big part of what we're going to see with the shifting energy 
how do we come to technology and what is it doing? I can see it in my kid who is, you know, I need to be on this because my friends are on this. And it's like, well, maybe you don't. And, and the, the findings through like anyone who hasn't watched, um, what's the movie Tamara social, the social network. I think. Yeah. Like we have been programmed and our media is the same way. And there's a certain generation who doesn't really believe that, right? The generation that when the TV came out and that was how the only way that they could get their news, uh, they don't believe that they, these people would be lying to them. I mean, I think a lot of people are waking up to it, but who owns the story is, is, is the narrative that's going to get pushed across. So continuing to question things and, and be open to maybe there is a truth that we can't see. You mentioned uh, accountability. That's going to be huge this year. We have Saturn going into Pisces. And I think we're going to see some interesting things in the mystical healing realms. I think we'll see great, maybe technology advancements in healing and people believing in the woo, but we also have to be aware. And I think we're going to see some structure, some restriction around that. We saw it last year. There was, you know, the talk of people who, you know, astrology and, and the mystical healers, they're going to start not um, using them in the algorithms, like allowing stuff out, but even people like Squarespace at certain times haven't allowed uh, astrologers to have um, payments go through citing that it was, you know, uh, fortune telling or whatever. And that literally there's a, a portion of that that will be called into question, I think, with this next year. So being very disciplined and structured around your businesses, if you're a healer, it's a great time to get into these businesses, but what are the ethics behind it? what are the impacts of what we're, what we're saying? Are you looking at your contracts? Like, like Ange has pushed us to, you know, really make sure that we do have this thing that states like for our readings, this is for entertainment purposes in the sense of you, you know, we don't want someone going out on based on our advice and quitting their job. And then, you know, there's stuff that comes up around that. So Saturn and Pisces is going to, really put some of that restriction and limitation on a lot of these healing modalities. Um, I'm so interested to see what happens with things like that and the technology that's coming in, right? Healy is taking off like crazy. There's a lot of these technologies that work like with Bluetooth and the body and healing microcurrents. And yet Saturn's going to come in and potentially um, show us like a limit to that kind of healing or try Again, it's like burn the witches, right? How can we limit the ability of this message to get out to the greater world, to get out to groups? So there's going to be some very interesting debates happening in March. And I do think that like what starts this spring, summer is going to start to lengthen that because Venus and Jupiter are both in fixed signs. So the benefics of the sky are in fixed signs. So that will give us some time and space to to go with what's worked from the spring, but also to leave behind what hasn't. They both are retrograde in summer and fall, August to September. So it's like, what has worked? What experiment worked? How can I, you know, lengthen this? So it's like starting a relationship. And then, you know, the summer brings the chance to see if it has the weight to continue, you know? 
um, or starting a business, like there's going to be, I think a ton of businesses, small businesses that are started this spring, but then the summer will be like, okay, do we have the ability to devote ourselves to this in a way that it's going to have longevity to it and come fall, almost all the planets turn retrograde. And that's when we're starting to turn inward and reflect on what happened. We're starting to make, you know, changes if we need to come fall to see these things through. But I think that the spring will bring so many brand new things that we can't even imagine right now that we don't even know. That's insane. I, so, so like, this is my best advice to people who still want to stay in touch, subscribe, right? Get on people's email list, make sure that you are like, that the channel is clear. Um, Cause that, I think that is kind of being highlighted throughout the last two years is the channels are not clear and people are getting watered down and diluted and completely being hidden and shadowed. And so it's just going to kind of get worse for a little bit. You think? Yeah. Wow. I, I don't know. I feel like we're during a crisis <laughs> in faith, like where we're like, <gasps> like, do we have the ability? And then Saturn asks us when he ingresses into the sign, it's like this moment of like, what are you committed to? Saturn really represents commitment. So are you devoted to this? If we're doing too many things at once, you know, Saturn might come in and go like, what is your, your, your thing? What, what brings you alive? What makes you that passion quality of, you know, service and agape style love for humanity? Like, what are you here to do? What is your calling? So at first we might feel like, ah, like, you know, there's something coming up to bring us a bit of this crisis in faith, but that's, that's the joy of working with the chart, right? Cause then we know that we can deepen our relationship with what matters to us. And the summer, I think it could be really beautiful for relationships that are ready to go the distance. Um, Venus and Leo is allowed love. It is like, I always joke. It's that scene in stepbrothers when they're like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> it's like that's my favorite scene ever. Right? <laughs> It's that like continuing. It's like, I love you and I want you in my life and I want us to be good. So what do we need to do to, to, to get better? How Build can we build? Right? <laughs> like, Duct tape them do together. activities. <laughs> oh. oh, I love it. Uh, sometimes I'll drop that in a text. Like if I'm just starting to like vibe with someone and if they don't reply, like if they don't get it, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know where this is going. We did, we did best yeah. <laughs> we did not. Yeah. <laughs> that went right over. Oh my goodness. I always take summers off. Summers mm. seem to be like uh the last two summers, particularly, or when a lot of my own kind of shadow stuff comes up and I spend the time sifting through like I know the sun shining on me but I'm like down there under the rocks <laughs> that's that's typically when I do my work and then I come back in the fall and I'm rejuvenated and everything's ready to go my falls are really busy mm. sorry my son is here having lunch so I've got one eye over there one eye in this conversation <laughs> oh yeah so this is that's what I plan to do with my summer and um hopefully that helps Wix not shut me down or stop payments from rolling in. So mm-hmm. I just don't know that about Squarespace. Yeah. And well, and just also just thinking that um, 
I'm surprised that Ange went right into this because usually I'm the one who's all over this <laughs> to talk about it. But I think we are seeing already and ex- an ex- experiencing a big, big shift in our trust for the broader structures that society has for us, healthcare, school systems, government, you know, all of these, um, the, the powers that be that we've kind of built our societies around without second guessing it or checking, right? Without, yeah. With just blind kind of faith that, well, we'll, we'll just be taken care of. The monarchy is another one, right? Like this has been a structure for, centuries and there's a lot of questioning it you see like prince harry's documentary coming out while mars is retrograde and gemini is pretty freaking funny is uh, it, what new- it like what does that mean mars and gemini like well, mars wow. mars retrograde mars and gemini is the media and the way that we get our messages out and having pluto and capricorn it's all about the structures that be so mars goes retrograde and that's when prince harry's book and documentary series comes out that really is like angry words at the monarchy telling us like that there is actually secrets underneath what we see, which we all knew, but he's saying them, you know, and they're, they're announcing them to the world. And then you get to pick what side you're on and Gemini's the picking of the sides is black and white. It's like, there's many people who are like, who cares about Prince Harry? We're, we're going to stay how things are. And then there's another side of, of people who are more, you know, like we, we totally agree. There's maybe racist problems within the monarchy or whatever it is. And so they're going that way. And the joy of astrology is being able to stay centered in that and go, there's two sides to every story. And, and yet we're seeing that the trust in the monarchy then goes way down, right? There's now this distrust between the government and the corporations and all of that. And so what do we do when we don't trust the systems that have our back is we create and innovate as a species. That's what humans have always done. And so we're all a part of that. And how do we, if we're not happy with the way that school is taught, what do, what do we do in our individual lives to make the next generation, you know, what we hope that it can be if we're not happy with the way that, you know, media is portrayed rather than sitting and just, gossiping or bitching what do we do as to be part of the solution and um I think that's what this year has an opportunity for is for there to be a lot of new solutions new innovations coming going you know I really didn't like the way that this has been happening and so I chose to get up and do something about it Aries energy is pioneer energy it's like we're gonna see things that we just had no idea could happen that really could you and you see it already. Like there's children, high school students who are creating things that are cleaning up all the microplastics in the ocean. They see the problem. And instead of being like, we need to be part of the problem. They take that science, that innovation into their own hands and they become part of the solution. So that's what we can all do. That's amazing. Who are these kids? (laughs) (laughs) It was definitely not me. (laughs) When I was, when I was in high school, I was like, I want to be an aerobics teacher. And, and I didn't even go to the gym guys. And I was going to be an aerobics teacher and something else, but I didn't know, like, I can't remember what the other thing was, but I was like, somewhere inside of me knew that I would be teaching movement, even though I didn't, like, I literally had to hold my arms in the air to run. I would cramp so bad. (laughs) There There was not an ounce of me that wanted to be that, but I wrote it. I remember in my calm assignment, I was like, well, I'll at least be fit. 
And I want to bring up right now that the last time that Saturn was in Pisces was 1993 to 1996. And so thinking back to that age, it is, I have a wild story of synchronicity that when I was that age, I really got into competitive swimming. Me and the team that I was on won provincials and set a record that stayed a record until I think like five or six years ago. The lady who I swam with is friends with a client of ours and she booked a reading. And I looked at it and I was like, I think I recognize that, that name. Okay. And my house of Pisces is my house of community of friends of allies. So she's come back into my life. I also am taking my coaching training so that I can coach. And the last time that Saturn was in Pisces, I really got into swimming. And this is coming again for me with the cycle of the 30 year cycle of it coming back to this point. That is the power of astrology. Everything has a cycle. Like Tamara said right now, we are in winter. We fight winter. We're like, no, nope, we still got to get stuff done. We still got to hustle. We got to be in that hustle culture. Heck no. Let's take a step back. And it's not the same for everyone. So if you're feeling, you know, the, the rejuvenation, there might be a reason in your chart, but we're supposed to be wintering. It is winter outside. It is here. It is freezing and lots of snow. Let us rest. Let us end that cycle. Let us be reborn with the, you know, the astrological new year, which is spring, which is the spring equinox. Our ancestors follow the natural elements. And the more that we can bring that back into our lives, the better. The cycles hold such power. Me and Tamara, in big part, are just historians. We're looking at the past to look forward. And we're not predicting, but we are preparing for the future. That's amazing. And I do think you guys, I think I, like I've had readings by other astrologers and everything is perception. I 100% believe like it's all read through the, the perception. We That's how we see the world. So you guys are going to read the charts through the perception, but I do find that your perception is devoted to love and there are two sides, right? There's fear and love. And I think that I, I so enjoy that and to come full circle with my journey too. So I did take up becoming a yoga teacher, but just now am I, I've been like, Oh, hell no. Well, I will not teach yoga asana online. But then I was like, I really feel compelled to do this. So I'm having my challenge run. And I'm doing a challenge because I'm like, if I don't do a challenge, I'll do one video and it will suck and I will hate it and I'll never do it again. <laughs> so in this way, I have to do, I could do up to 28, but I'll have to do a minimum of 20, right? I'll have to get good, at least moderately. Okay. And then I can decide and who knows what will come from there. So it's like that same, another kickoff in that same direction, but, um, yeah. Wish me luck there, guys. <laughs> I love that. That is so, you know, there is such a piece of that that is like, we get to change and grow and something we said we would never do, like doing it, that's co-creating with Saturn, actually. Yeah. Saturn is this time Lord of, of discipline and structure and, and responsibility and maturity. And mm -hmm. what wasn't right for us 
at certain times, it doesn't make it right, wrong, or good or bad. We get to, we get to um, constantly be evolving and changing. So I love that. I'm so excited to, I, I want to be in there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the truth of that too is for the next, like from now until March 7th, Saturn is in Aquarius. Once he leaves and goes into Pisces, he won't be back here for another 27-ish years. So this is really, if we are going to kind of experiment with online stuff, with something that we said we might not do technology-wise, like the time is now and there might be a gift. When Saturn gets towards the end of the, the sign, it's like we kind of graduate from our school of what we experimented with at the start. So if you go back to March 22nd, 2020, that's when Saturn came to this point for yeah. good. And, and I said I wasn't going to do it then. <laughs> yeah, right. Totally. That's the crisis in technology. So that was like your crisis in technology. Like, no, there's yeah. no way you could ever make it as meaningful as a yoga class. In, right, in exactly. But then now, you know, you're experimenting with it and going, maybe I can. That's the same thing when Saturn enters Pisces. We might have this moment of like, no way I would ever have frequency medicine that I would use like this, or no way I would ever, you know, something to do with the mystical healing faith realms, which is more Pisces. But by the end of the sign, we're meant to grow. We're, it's like going to school every day for two and a half years with Saturn and, you know, giving our daily devotion. And you never know what you're doing now with that Aquarius part could bring you wealth when Pluto moves into Aquarius. It could bring yeah. you widespread wealth. It could, well, this could be my germination period. Exactly. <laughs> exactly what it is. And the birth is, you know, when Pluto moves into Aquarius, then that's like the birth. And that could bring for you so much transformation and change. Maybe the way that you teach changes. Maybe you get students who are in Switzerland and, you know, uh-huh. you end up going to Switzerland with it. Like there's, we, we can't, we want to control how it'll work out, but we can't. Yeah. Next and then, year. and then my mind's like, do I have insurance for that? Disclaimer: <laughs> <laughs> running across the bottom. <laughs> do I have insurance? Oh my goodness. It's always the physical things, right? It, like I could literally fly up in the sky for hours and then the physical things come back down. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to, sh- I'll get the insurance anyways figure that out. Disclaimer, disclaimer. disclaimer. Yeah. How is your guys is, um, I I've been so curious cause I wanted to do it, but I was like, then, uh, I think you said, Tam, like hone in on the thing that is yours. And I so love collaborating with you guys and hearing your perspective. But when I saw that you were offering like a mentorship for astrology, I was like, well, I have to do it because I want to, like, I want to know everything they know, but then I'm like, it's not really your path. Like, I love talking about it. I love hearing about it. But when you're pulled, like, uh, Mrs. Incredible, then you just can't do it all. But how is that? Like, I was happy to see it come because I feel like it was a long time coming. Yes. Well, it was perfect. I think it was perfect timing. And like everything really with our business, it just kind of was birthed one day by a conversation that we had um, without us knowing too much about it. It was just like, Mm -hmm. oh, essence is the name and this is what we're going to do. And, and then the details started to crystallize. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with the book Shantaram, Mm -hmm. like my favorite book in the whole world, but there's a sequel to it called The Mountain Shadow. I don't know that one. 
And I bought it like five years ago and then moved it every place I've ever lived, uh, which is a lot and <laughs> never once opened it, not once. And probably we've, we had luminescence running. We had our seven cohorts that are in it. Um, and we were just about to start our first call. And I felt so called to open this mountain shadow. And the first passage of mm -hmm. chapter one is about the luminescence of life. Uh, no way. And, and I mean, this is how these things show up, right? And and it it allows us to deepen our sense of who we are as well as teachers, because we're not just teaching astrology in it. We have something that is so much broader than that, that we get from our communications with each other. And we've had that for the last however many years, right? We've, we share every single day about transits. We talk about it every single day. It's rare for us to miss a day of talking to one another about something astrology. And yeah. so bringing that, all of that kind of breadth of our knowledge, like we needed to do something bigger and um, the right people found the spot and we trust that too, right? That the right people find the spots and, and that it will teach us just as much as we teach it, but it's been pretty epic so far. I, I honestly, I say that about every time I teach, even if it's like a Reiki training, I've taught a million times. Every time I teach it, I, I see it from a different lens. There's a different question asked. There's a different perspective. It's just like a new cellular upgrade every single time and new energy coming in. Uh, I'm so sad that I'm not in it, but also I'm like, Melanie, you honored yourself <laughs> and it, it's really just ego driven, right? I want to be as cool as you guys. And that's what it was. <laughs> I want to be, like, I want to be that are, you know what? And I think that that's, you validate also something for everybody that if it's not meant for you, like what is meant for you will find you. And your modalities are, are the same, but different, right? Like the things that you are doing are very similar. Um, the love touchstone of what me and Tamara do, I think is so important. And, and we can find that love in so many different ways. That really is the current that runs between me and Tamara is this yeah. sister relationship that isn't always good. Mm -hmm. Like there is a big portion of what we are, are learning and growing through together. That is the, the shadow, the darkness, the, the things that, and being, having a safe person to work through some of those things is really big. We have grown so much both as people, but together you can grow to a different level. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's more than anything. We wanted to give that to other people. Because not everyone has that person that they can text at two o'clock in the morning and, oh my goodness, Pluto is plowing over, you know, this part of my chart and I'm dying. I'm literally dying right now. Like we've had so many moments of that our whole lives. So many times of beating up bullies in the playground, like, or being against <laughs> bullies in the playground. You can beat them up. And yeah, I was like, please, will you beat them up for me? <laughs> I was like, add on that, that, like that really is the new world. So we're already mm -hmm. in that new world when we're saying like, we don't have, like, we need to kind of decondition our minds from this is exactly this thing. And I think the healing world is kind of starting to do this. Everything is spirit led. 
we're not thinking like it has to be like a university course. Like here's everything. Here's the exact syllabus that you're going to learn, right? It's, it's unfolding just as much as the time is unfolding. So although we have a structure and we have like what we have summoned up from spirit as to what we feel the value exchange is, that this will ebb and flow as we ebb and flow as as they ebb and flow and whoever is in the container it automatically shifts to include them and to right and so it's like we want to live the new world through this kind of structure and trust right and it's a container of trust it, absolutely and and commitment like just showing up it doesn't matter all the time, whether we like love the people that we're committed to and commitments mm. hard. And so the biggest thing with astrology and over the next year that everyone can listen, who's listening to this can think about is that relationship will be under huge microscope over the next year and a half. And commitment is so tricky, but mm. when we really commit and when we have that container, we can go deeper than ever before. Even if we don't, I think of like how to lose a guy in 10 days, the, the line where she's like, I love you, but I don't really like you right now. It's, it's happens all the time. Right. But we're here to be human and to be in relationship. And the more that we can show up in spaces where we get to be freaking messy and, you know, potentially bring all of our shit to it Mm -hmm. and still be loved. That's going to be what I want the new world to be. And that's Mm -hmm. why we want to do that this year. I set my master's container up the same way. People are like, well, what, like, what will we do? I want access to the online programming and this kind of stuff. And I was like, it probably won't be open until we start. Cause I don't know. <laughs> like I know, but I don't know like who the energies that come in are going to dictate where we focus. Like everyone's own personal drive will dictate what we focus on. It's all good. It's like, and I've done this multiple times. And so I just know, like, I don't even, I don't second guess it. I'm like, whatever needs to come will come. And that's like, that's how I lead most containers. Me and my girlfriend, we're, we're wanting to do a a mentorship thing together and she's very marketing brained. And I'm just like, let's go. (laughs) And so she's wanting to like, well, what do you like? What's the target person? I'm like, anyone who comes. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't think like that. I call them in with my energy. So it'll be very interesting to see how and if and when we get that off the ground. Uh, I have one last question before I'll let you guys go because we've been here for a bit. This new year for me, starting in November, I got sick in November. It was like, I was sick with the plague for a month off and on. It would be like, oh, you're better. Now you're sick again oh, here, here, here's a day or two feel good. And then I'm going to hit you even harder. It was like 30 days of that probably full month. And then I had another melanoma and I had to have surgery on that. And then I took really good care of it. And then it got infected. Then I had an antibiotic allergy. (laughs) So my, my, uh, my whole like new year up to this, like this week, I would say I have been struggling. Like the allergy part just is clearing up now. So I'm saying in like a line out, like a lamb, and I'm just looking for validation. (laughs) What do you think the end of the year is bringing us? I want to 
talk about so much because I know you're Scorpio rising and my husband's a Scorpio rising and there is an astrological um, significance, I think, to that. But in in like a lion, out like a lamb, is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Feels like a lion, like, uh, well, like a lion's been standing on me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I think that there is so much, um, there's so much that we get tested by and certain people get tested in different areas, right? And the one shift that happened at the end of the year was Jupiter into Aries. And I think that there is a deepening of of the learning about the body that's also going on. And so sometimes that comes through physical form, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and, and it's interesting because my husband had a very different but similar type of experience. Um, the body is going to be really important this year in taking care of the body. And even when we do, it's not always going to respond how we want, right? The the surrendering to our what we believe in might come through uh, our physical our physical shell. The end of this year, I think, is very very interesting, and this year is a seven year. So, for all people, we're learning to and thinking about what is our spiritual path. What is, how do we seek truth also? Um, We end the year the same way that it started with a Mercury retrograde. Um, But we're going into eclipses that are happening in Aries and Libra. And Tamara said, we're going to be under a, like looking at our relationships is going to shift into the focus. And so getting really good with self is the only way we can come to our relationship. So what does the end of the year look like? I think it looks like um, if if you are in right relationship with you and focusing on your side of the street, I think it looks pretty good. I think it looks like a deepening of, of love and who we love. Yeah. I'll try it over that, Like the fire component like you're, so your sixth house of health is fire, right? It's Aries. And um, the fire and earth components with Jupiter moving from fire Aries to Taurus. Again, it's almost like we, we can see a new relationship with our ability to impact our physical selves. And it's like, I feel like you've been on this spiritual journey of growing the next level of your confidence in being your own healer you know, we're, we're kind of losing touch with the medical system in some ways during this big shakedown of Pluto and Capricorn, because we're moving on to a metaphysical plane of, we know that what we put out into the world then ends up finding its way back to us in some way. Mm-hmm. And the more that, and it doesn't mean it's good or bad, or, you know, I also had a very big physical challenge that came up for me, November, December as well. And so what came out of it for me was my own trust that I can heal myself, that I don't need someone else to tell me what to do. And Aries is all about what we know to be true for us. So I think during your journey, you were really learning like to focus on your intuition, right? Mm -hmm. Your intuition knew when to check for that, 
Your intuition was what guided you to be like, no, we need to take care of this. Your intuition, there's nothing, no device, no anything that is more or bigger than that. And just like you said, with trusting your containers to be such a flow of now you're like, you just know that it's whoever's supposed to show up. Same thing for our, our bodies. Like we physically, we're moving into a different type of understanding of our bodily awareness and Jupiter into Taurus gives us a lot of opportunities through that, through our bodies. Taurus is the body. So it's like, whatever is showing up, Jupiter will expand. But I think that for you, who you learned so much about your intuition in that there could be big opportunities for healing and healing Mm -hmm. your own stuff, but also like getting abundance through that, you know, and, and I know that we kind of go back into the old age healers that miracles happen. Well, miracles can happen every single day. And, uh, I think we're going to be asked to, to enter back into a phase of knowing that miracles are real. We have the power to, to create them. And I think we're going to see a lot of it, um, in the collective, like Joe Dispenza's work, you know, where he has people who have been in wheelchairs for 20 years. And then at a, after doing like lots of deep inner work and all of the, their shadow work and all of that, they actually stand up at a conference and they walk in group consciousness, right? Exactly. Like that's group exactly. collected consciousness. And that's one thing we need to think about too, when we're living in that, um, vibration of it's never going to change is that's a collected consciousness. And that is freaking powerful. So if we think I can change this today, I can make this one move. And it does feel overwhelming when we think, okay, well, there's everyone else has to shift too, but it starts somewhere. Like even when Ange was talking about um, how the kids, cause mine are the same. I, I was like, oh, you know, you try to hold out for as long as you can, but then eventually like the kids start becoming the parents by being like, well, all my friends are doing it. And then you're like, oh, I don't want to have you be left out but they're controlling you instead of you parenting that way. And if all parents are feeling the same way as, and what we lost touch with the community. Like when I was a teenager and I was walking downtown Okotoks, by the time I got home that night, there was no internet, no Facebook, no nothing. My parents knew I was downtown and I was not to be down that hill, but someone called and said, I saw Melanie walking here. We've lost touch with wanting the best for our kids and more afraid of being ostracized from them, right? Like we're, we're afraid of what will happen if we actually do our parenting role or speak with other parents about how they're parenting. Cause I think we all feel the same. It's too much, like, you know, across the board, it's too much screen time. It's too much this, but when you're in your own little house and you see everyone else doing it, it feels impossible to shift. It feels impossible to change, but one person making a slight change. And even for me, the antibiotics thing, it was moderately infected. I had a day retreat the next day. So I was like, ah, the doctor said to have a low threshold for it. So I'll just do it just in case, instead of taking care of it, trying to clean it, trying to be extra, you know, um, uh, cognizant of what was going on with it I was like I'll just take the shortcut and that's not something I never do so it was definitely like you I think this, that and also this like loud message of yeah <laughs> yeah like the in like a lion out like a lamb I think it's actually this year is in like a lion and then you find out you are the lion the lion yes 
The lion yeah. energy this summer is so fierce with Venus and Leo. It's so fierce mm-hmm. that we find out that we are the lion. We don't even okay. need to worry about the lamb. I like that. I'm going to title the pro- podcast that. <laughs> you are the lion. <laughs> we are the lions. And we yeah. need, just like you said, we need the pride, right? The, the lion is, there is a, is a posturing to the lion that rules the pride, but there is also all of these lionesses who are the ones that go out and hunt. There is real back energy. <laughs> yes, we are the pride. Mm-hmm. And that is a big shifting. I would love to do another podcast. Maybe we'll have you come on because Pluto and Capricorn is all of these kids pretty much that are, you know, since born since 2008. And there's going to be a big reclamation of that us being afraid of doing the right thing or, or holding our own as parents. And, and they will, I have, I follow an astrologer that says they'll delete us if we like, they're going to get to that, you know, I feel that. yes. And, <laughs> and there's a deep piece of continuing to, to do the things that are right for us. Right. Not just doing it because of that, like, Oh, everybody else is, yeah. I have a similar story of, I literally ran into the back of a car and did a hit and run. And then my, by the time I got home in my small town, my dad already knew and I tried (laughs) to hide it and there is, you know, social media should speed that up, but it hasn't because it's also disconnected us and we're not talking anymore. Mm -hmm. I said to my son the other day, like, don't, you know, like talk to the kids that you're, don't just snap them, talk to them and ask them what, you know, how their day is going. We're losing the art of conversation. And yeah, there's so much more we could get into, but yeah, we'll have, I'll have you guys on again. I'd love to come on your podcast. Thank you so much for being here. How can people find you? Where do you want, where do you want them to find you? (laughs) Good question. I think probably our Instagram's the easiest one. It's just wild sky sisters on Instagram and we are on Facebook as well. If people aren't there or if no, if they're not on social media, then wildskysisters.ca is our website. Mm, beautiful. And you have a podcast as well. What is it called? The po- apocalypse? The inner, the inner apocalypse. Inner apocalypse. I keep meaning to go back to it. I'm going to put it on my favorites right after because I forget. I stick to the same podcast I've been listening to forever, but I got to go in and find some new ones. But inner apocalypse. Do you guys have lots of episodes on there? We, it's like a bit for us. Yeah. There's like probably 14 or so, so far. Mm -hmm. And we, we don't have a lot of structure for it right now, but we, um, are making some, we did some restructuring with this mercury retrograde that just happened Yeah, and there should be a bit more structure to it in the next year. But there's 14 to binge if you haven't listened. Right. So that's perfect. Awesome. I think I've heard like three because I was listening to it last year. And then somehow my brain just defaults back to school of greatness. Right. And I end up there. Uh, so thank you so much, guys, for being on the podcast. I appreciate it so much. You know how much I love you. I'm constantly sending you like stalker fan mails inside your Instagram DMs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you who do want to get in touch with either me or Tanya, the Spiritual Boss podcast, you can send us an email spiritualbosspodcast at gmail.com or find us on instagram at the spiritual boss podcast peace in peace out